South San Antonio Independent School District presents four friends in their mid-30s trying things out for the very first time. Welcome to the Usual People Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Herrera. I'm Lala. And I'm Elisa. And today we are... War of the Worlds! (laughs) I don't know how else to say that. Um, For the first time, for anybody who's new to the podcast, uh, this is a podcast where we try things out for the first time, and today we are listening to Orson Welles' 1938 broadcast of War of the Worlds for the very first time. I've never listened to it. Anybody else here listen to it? Nope. No, nope. but just listening to that little part, I couldn't concentrate, so I'm wondering how this is going to go for it's me. It's going to be bad because that's not even from the Orson Welles production. That's from the 1970s Jeff Wayne War of the Worlds musical, mm. uh, which I... It sounded very disco. It did. It was. It's from the 70s. It's also got those weird like Peruvian whistle song, whistle sounds in it. I don't know how to describe them like else, but that's how that goes. And what's great about that is I discovered this from season two of Fargo. They play the opening of this at the end of one of the episodes, and I got really into that song. And when I worked at the uh, garage, when I had to sweep up after the gar- at, at night after everybody uh, left, I would play that song on a loop while I swept everything up. Hmm. So I associate War of the Worlds most closely uh, with dirty diapers. Because by far that's the thing people threw out most in the parking lot. People are so gross. It yeah. is disgusting. And so I was just there listening to the the track is called The Eve of War. And I'm just there with a broom sweeping up, usually exploded out, shit-filled diapers. And all I could think was, come Martians, kill them all. Please. Yeah. Aren't fucking baby like not it's not even the baby that's gross. Parents are fucking gross. <laughs> they just they just leave it just it was so like oh it They're was like such entitled bitches. They, I've never done it before. Yeah. Like it's just no. weird, like having a whole year of my life. I was basically a diaper farmer. Like I was just <laughs> collecting diapers all night. That's always, that was my literal job. Like, even when I was at people's houses, I would take it outside to their trash can instead of throwing it inside Yeah, you trash don't throw, can. you just don't throw shit. Unless you're in a house where the, they have a litter box. In which case, I think you Put were, the baby in the litter box? <laughs> the baby, no. You could just throw, because they've already just got shit in their house. It'll be like, put the lime in the coconut, but it'll be put the baby in the litter box and fill it all up. Now, what's most uh, 
ironic about this whole discussion we've just had is that before we went on, we had an entire discussion about shit, and I said it's a good thing we didn't talk about this. We talked about shit. We're not going to bring it up anyway. War of the Worlds. Orson Welles broadcast of War of the Worlds. Now, what do we know about... It's dog shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I classed it up a bit for the actual okay, broadcast and I, talked about human confused. shit. It's good that Lala told me because then I would have, like, been distracted yeah. the whole time. Yeah. Um, what do we know about Orson Welles broadcast of War of the Worlds? Um, you know, my basic introduction to it was that Treehouse of Horror. Which one? I don't know. There's one with War of the World. There's oh. Tom Cruise. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Orson yeah. Welles did Animal Farm. No. I want to see if you can figure out who you think you're thinking of. Because there's an O in the name, and that's why you're confused. George. Yes. Orwell. There you go. There George you go. Orwell. Did. So who are we talking about? Orson Welles was oh. a famous actor. Um, I Before we got on, I realized that uh, some of us probably have never seen an Orson Welles movie. Well, you know, he did the Transformers movie in the <laughs> 80s. He was. Uh, the most one that we're likely to have known him from is the voice of Unicron, the living planet from Transformers <laughs> the movie in 1985. Um, and then uh, Citizen Kane. I never saw Citizen Kane. Uh, I'm going to list a bunch of movies you've never seen right now. Okay. Citizen Kane. No. Lady from Shanghai. No. Mr. Arcaden. Nope. Othello. Nope. Uh, Macbeth. No. I'm just flat out saying you've never seen any version of those. <laughs> um, the Did Megan- you see uh, I saw, oh, Ed Wood? Ed Wood, no. Oh. I saw parts of it, but I was just like, I got to stop. The Magnificent Ambersons. You've never seen an Orson Welles movie. We can establish that right now. Orson Welles is most famous for... I saw a documentary about him. Really? What? No, I didn't. I didn't think he did. <laughs> I just wanted to. He so was bad. Most famous for Citizen Kane and then basically being almost a failure for the rest of his life. Every project he ever uh, tried to do was either co-opted by studios and cut to shit so that his vision was destroyed, or after he uh, washed out of Hollywood, he couldn't get enough money together to make his projects and basically just spent the rest of his life. He's mainly known for um, talking, really. Like, that's, I think, what he's most famous for is, like, his interviews and all this sort of thing. Oh, man, his interviews are golden. His interviews are great. Um, Is he crazy? No, he's just... He's uh, just a shit talker. Yeah, he's a shit talker. Oh. He likes to he likes to mix it up. And in fact, right now, um, why don't we get into the quiz I wrote, which is... Shit talking? Is it something he said or not? Yes. Are these real <laughs> or fake quotes? Orson Welles quotes? And I think okay. these quotes, even the fake ones, will give you an idea of what kind of man he was. Uh, so let's start with a simple one that's sort of... Uh, okay. Real or fake? Orson Welles quote. I do not suppose I shall be remembered for anything, but I don't think about my work in those terms. It is just as vulgar to work for the sake of posterity as to work for the sake of money. Uh, real. Real. And that- I'm not going to be very good at listening to You know what today. you should have done? You should have done Orson Welles quote or Morrissey song. <laughs> I should have done that. But I didn't. You think you're going to have trouble listening today? Yeah, because I, I was the you whole just time thinking... Out. Well, as you started talking in a different voice, and I'm like, is that what Orson Welles 
No, Sounds it's not like, like I just put on a stentorian is, voice to give you an idea of. He's got a very he's particular. Fancy. <laughs> he is fancy. Oh. He is very fancy. Poor Does he from, wear a tuxedo when he does interviews? He wears some. Sometimes wears like a fedora and a cape. Oh my gosh, he is fancy. He is fancy. <laughs> Are you scared listening to the work of a fancy man today? No, I'm just scared I won't be able to participate because I'm not. <laughs> It's like when I read a book, you know, I'm yeah. reading, but I'm not thinking about what I'm reading. Okay, well, we'll see what happens. Like, uh, should we pull up the transcript so you can follow along with the transcript as you... Well, we can just put the subtitles up. Okay. It's a movie? No, it's a, it's going to be a YouTube <laughs> video, oh. and they have the subtitles on there, so we can I definitely see. do that. Next one, real or fake Orson Welles quote? I think, and this is solely my opinion... That if God is real and he is everything that the books and holy men say of him, then without a doubt he must be at least six feet tall. I cannot abide a short God. Damn, that does sound real. (laughs) Real or fake? What do we think? Real. I'm going to go fake. It is fake. That is not an actual quote uh, from Orson Welles. It's just my personal belief. I because I don't I don't know if he's ever the type of person that addresses religion. Like he, he did once um, one of more his more famous actual quotes that I don't have on here was that I'm not a praying man. I don't want to bore God. Uh, but also comments he did later pretty much show that he was an atheist. He yeah. didn't believe in God. Well, that's why I got confused. <laughs> that's why you got confused. Uh, next one. The Godfather was the glorification of a bunch of bums who never existed. Real. That is real. <laughs> you just, you're just on up. your phone now. I'm looking up his picture. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm participating, but it's just so hard. <laughs> I don't got listening ears. <laughs> Perfect. Um, that is a real quote. It's just a small sample of the shit talking we'll get in soon here. Uh, next one. Hitler. What was that all about? Fake. That is fake. See, it's short and I was able to pay attention. (laughs) Although uh, fake, it is sadly still relevant today. Um, Next one. And I apologize. This is going to be a long one. All right. I hate Woody Allen physically. I dislike that kind of man. He has the Chaplin disease. That particular combination of arrogance and timidity sets my teeth on edge. He is arrogant. Like all people with timid personalities, his arrogance is unlimited. Anybody who speaks quietly and shrivels up in company is unbelievably arrogant. He acts shy, but he's not. He's scared. He hates himself. And he loves himself. A very tense situation. Fake. Real. (laughs) It is real. Man, I'm not going to (laughs) win. He absolutely despised Woody Allen, and uh, he was right. Yeah, yeah. Woody yeah. Allen sucks. Woody Allen sucks, and he was saying this back in the seventies at when, the height I, of yeah. at the height of Woody Allen mania, which I still can't believe this country went through. <laughs> they loved Woody Allen. Anyway, let's see. Okay, of all the bums and cocksuckers that walk this surf, and believe me, their numbers are endless. None is so vile to me and so deserving of open encouragement to take their own life as pro skateboarder Tony Hawk. <laughs> fake! Fake! I only know it's fake because it's Tony Hawk. It is a fake quote. I was thinking I 
didn't hear the first part, so if it turns out to be real, I'm going to get upset. And I'm really glad Tony Hawk doesn't listen to this. Episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad too. And Because I'm a fan. Uh, no, I mean... Tony Hawk's a good guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I honestly believe that uh, he would not have a real problem with Tony Hawk. He yeah. would probably like him. I mean, I think that's why it's so funny, because for all... Intents and purposes, Tony Hawk seems like a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> For him to go that dark is weird. Oh, God. Um, all right. Next quote. Why? That doesn't make any sense. Sorry. There's no known way of saying an English sentence in which you begin a sentence with in and emphasize it. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July and I'll go down on you. That's just idiotic, if you'll forgive me by saying so. <laughs> real? <laughs> it is real. I wasn't listening. Yeah, you weren't listening. <laughs> Sorry. And, Alisa, um, uh, I don't think you're getting a good grade in this Orson Welles. I'll try my best. I really am. <laughs> I think you'll get short impressions of things and have things to talk yeah, about. Yeah, you'll be yeah. able to describe feelings. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's valuable. Oh, you know what's going to happen is they're going to say something and I'm just going to go off in my own world and then come back and yeah. be confused. And, and then, then you can tell us the story. That just, that's how this is going to have to work because after we listen to it during the break and come back, you're going to have to tell us what you think happened. Okay. And then we'll tell you what actually happened. So you're not going to tell me before? No. no. We're not, I'm not going to tell you the story of War of the Worlds. Okay. We're going to play the no talking before the <laughs> recording <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't work. Uh, next one. I saw that film E.T., that creature we were supposed to love. It was monstrous, hateful, but there was a sensualness there, a raw, I hesitate to use the word sexuality, but that goblin has a power over a man, a power we fear to think about. Does he talk like that? I really <laughs> want to say that one's real, but I think it's fake. It's it is fake. fake. He was not sexually attracted to E.T. <laughs> uh, that is just a bit of slander on my part. Um, I don't think it's possible to be sexually attracted to E.T. Am I wrong? Well, he looks like poo, so I oh, think some shit. people... Oh, shit. God damn, you're right. <laughs> I think... I, why did it go immediately back to shit? Um, yeah, I think some people... Some people who like to get where we are today. shit on <laughs> would absolutely love to have E.T. Yeah, sit on them. I'm sure there's some gross. sort of German... <laughs> E.T. fetish site that. somewhere. <laughs> Ever again. Dave, can during the break, can you look up German E.T. No, fetish site? No, no, no. Do no, not. No. Yeah. Okay. Don't put that on our as Wi-Fi. It, as it is, the NSA is going to associate this with us. Yeah. You don't want it on okay, your computer. Okay, gotcha. I'll do it for the show. <laughs> and last one, real or fake Orson Welles quote. Ah, the French emperor. Fake. Real. That was not a quote. It is. It is an exact, it is a direct quote for one of his more infamous turns. Um, on YouTube, you can see video of him trying to film a Palmasan champagne commercial, and he is drunk. What kind of commercial? Palmasan wine. Oh. And he is drunk out of his mind trying to say his lines, and every time he has to say his line, he always prefaces it with going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. So it's just like, well, for the first time they have it, I'll play it for you during the break, but the first time they play it, he's just like, he he doesn't say anything. And they're all like, Orson? And he goes, just say anything? And he goes, does, no. 
Is he like big in Japan, like the way that Jerry Lewis is? Big I think he's like France? big, like around as like just a cult figure, and yeah. especially in his later years. And like David Hasselhoff is big in Germany. Yeah, I think he was just like worldwide. I think he was still he was a cult figure here too. Yeah. Like that's how he got so many commercials. Uh, but it's hilarious because he's completely wasted the whole thing. They obviously couldn't get a good shot of him. So when you see the completed commercial, they have maybe one or two shots of him. And they have to get him to dub over it. I think I know why he did that. Why? I think there was a script. And I know you read the history, but I'm changing it up. Thank you. Um, it said, ah. And it didn't. <laughs> That's good if wine. You, if, you watch the, if you watch the clip <laughs> on the actual soundtrack they use, he never goes, ah. No, Once. because he's supposed to go. Ah, like it's delicious. Like, right. Oh, like what? How? What a refreshing drink. Ah, but he went. You spelled it wrong and decided to make fun of them, and fucked it up. No, he drunk. was very. Yeah, he he was very drunk. So, do you have a better understanding of Orson Welles? <laughs> By yeah. yeah, I didn't really. I that still was... like. You think he talks like this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I gave you that impression. <laughs> I should not be a teacher if that was your takeaway from my little crash course on Orson Welles well, there. I don't know what's going on with your voice. <laughs> ah, Lisa, it's not all Orson See, Welles you're talks. doing it like that. <laughs> he was He's drunk. talking one way and you're sounding like Mr. Bean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Orson Welles is not Mr. Bean. Yes. That's Rowan Atkinson. I know that. So, the other <laughs> big part about the War of the Worlds 1938 broadcast is that it created a panic at the time because there were people across the country who thought it was real and thought that uh, the America was being invaded by Martians. One of my favorite things is when shit like this happens and I looked up uh, some incidences of some TV hoaxes because I wasn't really interested in other radio hoaxes but TV hoaxes that people actually believed. And would you like to hear about some? Yeah. As long as they're short stories at a little time, a little bit of a time. I don't know what I'm trying to say. As long as the stories are, are short. Are you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> I know you have, okay. We're gonna, I'm just going to bring our real lives into it. Both me and Elisa have been suffering from separate bacterial infections. <laughs> and I think I'm handling mine better than she currently is. I think, I mean, I'm fine. Okay. I, you can't put my listening skills <laughs> and bacteria infection or whatever. Uh. I can't make sentences. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> you used to be able to make sentences. Did I? Yes. They Did wouldn't, I? you wouldn't, they wouldn't make sense, but they were sentences. Yes. And you can't do that today. Not today. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll press on. I wonder so, if there's a memory loss. Um, associated with effect. antibiotics? No, there isn't. Because I'm taking those too. The same ones? No. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Are you sleeping okay? Maybe you didn't get enough REM sleep. Oh, I slept. The Swish... Fuck. I said that wrong <laughs> right off the bat. You said the, that wrong too. Yeah. The Swiss Spaghetti Harvest. Now, this was on April 1st, 1957, when the British news program Panorama... Uh, like the camera? Uh, yeah, but it's just called Panorama. Um, did a story... So it's like a news magazine program where they bring you stories from around the world. And they, bro they broadcast this little three-minute segment 
which purported to show a harvest of spaghetti off of trees in Swiss, Switzerland. Because, and people bought it. They thought that's where spaghetti comes from. It comes from trees off of, off of trees in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Like they got, uh, they got a lot of people writing in wanting to learn more about these trees and how they can get the trees so they could grow their own spaghetti in their backyard. <laughs> and people who worked at the BBC uh, basically said, take a piece of spaghetti, dig a hole, put it in, and just wait. Grow. Yeah, and just wait. Um, because, and the reason for this, why so many, again, one, people are stupid, but two, um, sort of like tinned spaghetti had just sort of entered Britain. Like, they'd never known about spaghetti before. Um, and tin spaghetti had just come in, and they just did not know where it came from. They did not know the origins of spaghetti at all. So when this news program came on, people just bought it. Isn't it weird how in Britain they, like, well, America does it too. It's America and Britain, huh? Mm. They, like, co-opt foods, and it's just, like, they didn't hear about spaghetti till the 50s, and then now, like... Spaghetti bolognese is such a yeah. They it's like a common thing. They call it spag bowl. Yeah, they call and it they, spag bowl. And then like they even do that with curries. Mm-hmm. Fucking British people and Americans. <laughs> I mean, we're just worse <laughs> British people. Yeah, we like, are. We're just a more obnoxious British people. We just co-opt things. So cultural appropriation. Yeah. That and shit. Whole story. <laughs> yeah. Like you said the word Swiss, and I immediately thought cheese. Yeah. But then you said trees. And so most of the time I was thinking about a little girl planting Swiss cheese trees. And you kept saying spaghetti. And it confused me. You need to talk to your doctor. (laughs) Because whatever medication they have you on is making you worse than normal. No. I mean, I had coffee. Maybe you need more coffee. (laughs) No, no more coffee. <laughs> I just want to drink this one. Uh, this yeah. one is another April Fool's uh, Day hoax. This oh, time, that was an April Fool's Day Yeah, hoax? it was broadcast on April Fool's. Is that what you're talking about right now? Uh, <laughs> I'm just talking TV, about hoaxes in TV, general. Oh, okay. Not, TV not hoaxes. April Fool's, but any <laughs> hoax. Okay. People are going to think this show. Anybody who's like tuned in today... Uh, for this one, it's a good thing. This is a story about keeping someone with Alzheimer's <laughs> active. You know, at least I was going to get early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, instant color TV. This was an April Fool's joke uh, pulled off by a guy named Kiel Stenson. In instant sw- what? Instant color TV. Oh, okay. 1962. Most everybody still had... Uh, Black and white televisions in Sweden. Uh, so this guy got up and basically sort of did like a 30-minute presentation about the science behind what he's about to show them. Like a really long presentation to explain how light refracts and all this sort of thing. And then basically what he told them to do was get a pantyhose and put it over your TV screen <laughs> and you would have color TV. Uh, but if you didn't get the... Uh, Specific, and they told him if you don't get the specifications right and you're not sitting at the right distance, it won't work. Hmm. So it's like a fake filter. Yeah, basically. And he just lied to him and said yeah. if you put pantyhose on your TV, and a bunch of people did it and it didn't work. When my brother worked at a call center a long, long time ago, he was telling me about how stupid people are. Oh, and that I know. Story yeah, reminded me of that because. There was a story, and I don't know if they were somebody else's story or what, but mm-hmm. he, uh, they told the lady to clear her cookies or something. Yeah. And uh, she was very offended 
and wanted to like <laughs> talk to the manager. And then there was another one where the customer was told to highlight a certain part of the mm-hmm. screen, and yeah. they literally like Just got a highlighter, and, <laughs> and they were mad, and they wanted a new computer. <laughs> like, God people damn. are dumb. People are fucking dumb. Um, I do dumb things, but I am not, you're not dumb. That dumb. This one is a bit more uh, crazy. Um, it's called Alternative Three. We're going back to England. This was on April Fools. It was done. It was shown on June twentieth, nineteen seventy-seven. It was part of a uh, show called Science Report, and basically, the sh- the thing starts out as a report about what was known as the brain drain of Britain, which is basically a bunch. Scientists in Britain were leaving Britain for better-paying jobs elsewhere. And oh, that's what the report started on. Not like Starship Troopers. No. Okay. Well, you're on the right track, actually. Oh. Um, but then, as the report went on, it basically uncovered a conspiracy showing that all the top scientists in the world were disappearing. And through a secret like informant, they discovered a plan called Alternative 3. Which is how the government saw that a disastrous ecological catastrophe was about to happen. And they set out all these plans to deal with it. And they already they blew through all the first two alternatives, which was to reduce, either reduce the human population of Earth or build vast uh, structures underground to live in. And now they were on alternative three to establish a Noah's Ark colony of humanity's best and brightest and live on Mars. And they presented this as real... And people believed it, and then they said it wasn't real, and now people today still believe that what they showed was the truth and that their denunciation of it uh, was uh, made, was forced on them by people the elite. People still talk about it? Yeah, people still talk about it, and the thing is... I mean, it's not crazy. Yeah, the thing is, like, right, right today... This seems entirely real. Yeah. Like these are just plans that are actually happening. Yeah. Like they do, they set it up as a hoax at the time, but no. That's what they're doing. The super rich. The super rich. That's all they're doing. They're yeah. building arcs in space. They're building underground bunkers to live in. They're hiring private armies to deal with the ecological disaster. Alternative three turns out to not be that big of a hoax at all. Can you imagine, like later on in the future, when we're traveling in space and you put it <laughs> when we're traveling you break in space, your <laughs> your your uh, phone or your your music playlist, and you're listening to the Misfits, Lost in Space. And it's just going to be a time. It's going to be great, yeah. <laughs> great time. Yeah, partying into the misfits and zero Gs in outer space. It's going to be great. Yeah. None of us are going. I'm going to get a red space. What do you mean? We're not <laughs> going to space. We're not the super rich. Yeah, we're not. We don't have an exit no. plan. No, well, this is when it expands to us, too. We're going to be dead before any of that happens. No, I mean, But plus, tell me about your red spacesuit. Plus, the widening gap between the rich and the poor, they want it so that... They're the only ones that can be saved. Well, I'm going to go. They want us <laughs> left behind. I want a red spaceship, not a space suit. Oh, you want a red space? Well, well, what will we, how will you do your space suit, though? Uh, I'll just wear my clothes. It's going to be like the Jetsons. <laughs> <laughs> like you, just have the, you just have the thing. <laughs> just a bubble over yeah, your just head. just bubble over your head. Over your distiller's t-shirt. It's just like, <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. Fair enough. Is that okay? It's fine with me. You can dream. It'll be the future. This is the future. This isn't gonna get any better, man. Um. So that's uh some hoaxes. Now we're going to listen to one of the 
biggest hoaxes. It's not, it wasn't a hoax. It wasn't even presented as a hoax. It was just a radio program, but people bought it. I'll get into more of the story of that in the second half. What and year did it uh, come out? It came out October 30th, 1938. Oh, 38. My grandpa was like 10. Yeah, so we could, is he still Nine. around? No. Okay, so we can't call him. Mm-mm. Do we still have the Ouija board? No. <laughs> you don't want to ask no. him about the... Okay, fair enough. Uh, so we're going to take a break. We're going to listen to the broadcast of War of the Worlds by Orson Welles, Mercury Theater Company. We'll come back, give you our thoughts. I'll give you more history on the uh, uh, so-called panic that ensued in the... It's because I did the air quotes and they can't see it? Is that what no. you laughed at me for? No, that's <laughs> not at all what I laughed at you at for. What I did you laugh make at a sentence. Because every time you say panic... At, I want to say the disco, and I'm holding back. And now I said it out loud. And I don't know if I'm upset now. <laughs> I'm not. We'll be I'm right back. I'm talking loud. Can't get the fucking disco. <laughs> <laughs> this is the middle where you roll your thumbs and sweater. When I middle you, I crazy like your name is Jan Brady. The usual, the beautiful, the people's podcast. We'll try it and describe it and provide a broadcast. This is the metal where you roll your thumbs and metal in the middle you act crazy like your name is Shan Brady. The usual, the beautiful, the people's podcast. We can try it and describe it and provide a broadcast. All right, we're back. We just spent an hour listening to the 1938 Mercury Theater presentation of War of the Worlds. Is that what we were doing? <laughs> listening and retaining. I did. <laughs> did uh, what did you guys do during this whole time? Now, we, to uh, to explain, we realized this is very. We've never. We have no experience of uh, taking in media this way. I mean, we listen to podcasts, but there's never. We don't do the thing they did back then, which is have like a communal family sitting around and listening to something thing. Yeah. I don't think any of us have ever done this before in our lives. Uh, I listen to podcasts in the car. Yeah. And when I'm working on something that doesn't require much thought. Yes. Like when I'm coding and I'm copying and pasting like that. Which is why I haven't really listened to a lot of podcasts because I'm neither in the car right. or working at the moment. Right. <laughs> so you're not, you're not even big on podcasts right now. But no, this is a completely different thing because, yeah, I mean, I don't drive so I don't listen to the car. But, like, I listen to podcasts when I go to exercise and all that sort of thing. But, like, this is, like, old school. Like, when you see, like, movies set back then, it's people just sitting around a radio. Near a fireplace. You know what it reminded me of the whole time? I was just like, oh, it's like one of those Looney Tune episodes where it's, like, black and white and it's the guy talking like this. Yeah. While somebody, some cartoon. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We have a breaking on. Stupid thing. Yeah. You know what my favorite black and white cartoons are? Chili Willy. Who the fuck is Chili Willy? The penguin. Oh, with the ah, hat. E, yeah. <laughs> do you know Chili Willy? I think I do. He's the little penguin. When you said that, my I name knew. is Chili Willy. Ah, e, ah, I thought I knew. I don't. <laughs> okay, uh, we're not here to talk about Chili Willy. We're talking about War of the Worlds. Now, did Elisa? We've established that. Uh, you, the medication the doctor is giving you is slowly destroying no, your brain. No, we did not you, establish that. That's a theory you have, and I, my, my brain is fine. I, I'm fine. What did you get out of that hour? I didn't listen to uh, any of it. 
Like, it's on, and then, like, I was more just listening to, like, the tone of everything than <laughs> exactly the actual, like, what they were saying. The feeling, the, uh, you've gotten, you've gotten shapes, you've gotten figures, you don't, but none <laughs> of it was clear. So, like, the whole time I was thinking, like, while they're doing this, what are they doing? And are they like, yeah, I'm like a star right now. And they're all like, yeah, good job, buddy. And, like, things, like, where they're in the background, like, you know, the people who are recording it, mm-hmm. they're, like, drinking their coffee, and then they're, like, cue the effects, and somebody's, like, ooh, and somebody's, like, patting themselves on the back for that. So you got caught up in the obvious backstage drama of the production of this rather than the story yeah. they were telling. That's usually not what people are going for when they make an artistic presentation. Well, that's what I think about anytime that happens. Like, Oof. I wonder, like, you know, like, even with movies, like, I wonder how long it took for them to make that part of the scene. Uh, So you're more interested in the behind the scenes thing of anything. Yeah, like that movie about the cops with Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. I really want to know what it was like on set. (laughs) That was a terrible movie. Yeah, but I'm just wondering. Yeah. Was Bruce Willis okay? And I found out it wasn't. No, that was a troubled production on Kevin Smith's Cop Out. Yeah, Cop Out. That's what it was. And, you know, Bruce Willis has reached out to Kevin Smith Mm because they didn't get along. No, they didn't. But they do now. They're over it. That's good. Yeah. Thank you for that update on Cop Out. <laughs> <laughs> Where that came from. Lala, did you get anything out of this experience? Um, like, I was listening to it, and then listening about, like, all the deaths that were happening, uh-huh. and it's just like, is this morbid for this time? Like, listening to people, like, die mm-hmm. or hear about death. Yeah. And then it was just started, like... Letting my mind wander, I was like, is this pre or post haze code? Well, the haze code only vo- uh, affects film. <laughs> no, yeah. And this is like, I don't know. Right. It <laughs> is a uh, graphically violent. Both the. I started reading the book in uh, preparation of this. I've gotten 50 pages in. Um, it is a very violent book. This is a book where people are burned alive, picked up by giant uh, Martian tripods, and then have their brains smashed in against trees. Like, it's very violent. It's very bleak. Like with Tom Cruise. Yes, it's exactly. The, the, that's one of the things that was good, or the Steven Spielberg version of that movie got right, was the absolute bleakness of the situation. It is a very bleak book. But, also reading up on this, they had a hard time adapting it to radio, because as we saw, as is in the book, as far as I've read, all it is is just descriptions of fucked up shit happening. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. I mean... Obviously, there was a lot they weren't saying yeah. as far as descriptors mm-hmm. of what was happening, but I, I think I think if um, if I were to pay attention more, because I could listen to people talk on the radio, it's just got to be interesting. <laughs> so it wasn't I, interesting. I just no. imagine people being more in an uproar around this time about the violence, like the mm. reaction to Gremlins, like right. it's supposed to be a kids movie. Why the hell would they put this on prime time sort of thing? All right, so let's get into the reaction at the time. Um, when this was uh, broadcast, because um, I, I didn't listen to the broadcast before reading all this, while I was listening to it, I, at the beginning... This is the second time you've heard it? No, I oh. haven't listened to it before. Hold on, I... You Say that all to, again? I wasn't... <laughs> I, I read up on the panic before I listened to it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And then listening to it now, uh, or listening to the broadcast, at the beginning, I can sort of see how people were fooled. 
because even though they said it was a uh, production and Orson Welles reads a narration over the beginning, then it becomes just sort of like a regular radio program where they're presenting like music News, from from yeah. uh, from some place in New York, and then it's interrupted with these uh, up with these broadcasts. And so one of the things we have to understand about the panic that happened or the so-called panic that happened was not that many people were actually listening to this as it was broadcast. Um, the Mercury Theater Hour was up against the, perhaps the most popular radio program of the time uh, called the Chase and Sanborn Hour. And the star of the Chase and Sanborn Hour, the main attraction of this, I want to stress, radio show was a ventriloquist. What? <laughs> the there's, big... a, there's a huge visual aspect to ventriloquism. Wait, what is a ventriloquist again? <laughs> the dummy. They got the dummy. The, oh, and they okay. Their That's what I thought. You but are I was in trouble. Of the yeah, so that's it, ridiculous. Yes, I thought maybe I was forgetting what a ventriloquist <laughs> was. You knew exactly what it was. It was a man named Edgar Bergen and his little uh, oh, Candace Bergen's dad. Candace Bergen's dad. And his little puppet, Charlie McCarthy, who was a little Holy fancy boy. Shit. And he they were legitimately like the biggest stars in radio at they that time. They were big stars, and they even went into television. Mm -hmm. But there was like a really fucked up relationship between Candace Bergen and her dad that she actually felt that he loved the puppet more than her. I can believe that he because did. yeah, that puppet made him way more money than Candace Bergen ever could. Were they like <laughs> live shows? Yeah, they were live. All radio was live. There was nothing pre-recorded um, about any of it. So they were up against this. And again, I want to stress how odd it is that the biggest stars in radio is a ventriloquist act. Because it's so dumb. Like, to me, that underlines the stupidity of Americans more than panicking about a Martian invasion. Yeah. Was that most people weren't even paying attention to that. They were listening to a ventriloquist well, on the radio. remember Jeff Dunham? I remember Jeff Dunham. He was on TV. He's still on TV. Yeah. People are... No. <laughs> You're right. Jeff, ventriloquists have always pointed out the stupidity of Americans more than anything else ever could. So most people were listening to that. But what happens is, and what they theorize is, many people were listening to Chase and Sanborn Hour first. And then after Charlie McCarthy and Edgar Bergen got done with their shit, they went to a musical number. And those are always never not, not the most popular part. So they switched over to the other channels where they came into the middle of uh, the War of the Worlds, which at that point, towards like 15 minutes in, it's nothing but news reports. Yeah. And I can sort of see how people at this point are all like, what the fuck? What? Yeah, can, I can see that. And, and then they don't... It's. You know, we're spoiled. It's all pre-internet. They have yeah. nothing to check yeah, up on. Yeah, they have on. no way to check any There was this. no TV guide? There was no TV. I mean, radio <laughs> there was, guide? There, yeah, there was a radio Maybe guide. Maybe in the paper? And yeah, and again, you can check all that, but who's like, if you're just like fucking changing the channel and all that, and we also have to remember, it's 1938. Hitler is causing a fucking storm in uh, Europe. Everyone knows that eventually we're going to go to war with Germany. So they're on edge. They're very much on edge and they think, well, Hitler's going to fucking send a people to invade any moment now. Mm -hmm. Many people thought that that's what that was. They didn't even like get that there was aliens. They thought it was like an invasion an by attack. a foreign country. Yeah. So there was panic going on at the time. What were their ratings? It wasn't great. Like, as I said, oh. they weren't like 
this the Mercury Radio Hour, it didn't even have sponsors. Like there weren't any commercials. No, I mean during the during that day, on that day, did they have a spike? Uh no, they no. did not. Um, but the people who were listening, like there were calls to a bunch of stations, like a bunch of, of throughout the country, there were people like phoning in to their local affiliates or phoning the police, particularly in Groverwitz Mills where it's set, that's an actual place, and that did cause a panic there, where people were like, what the fuck? Ah! But and there also was scenes at the radio station because uh, one of the actors, uh, and John Houseman, who was um, the like Orson Welles' right hand man, he's also like the old guy. He was in a bunch of shit. Like, do you remember Scrooged? Yes. Remember the old man who reads the book in that? Who's like reading the story and there's yes. a thing. That's John Houseman. Oh, okay. Um, and he uh, he remembers like police came to the studio. And, like, they got calls. It's like, you've got to tell people this isn't real right now. So that was what the end was for. Well, yeah. The, well, it's in the, that, uh, that middle thing. And, yeah, that's what the end was like. And the police were coming in. And they had to keep the police out from, like, stopping the thing. The from production. Ha- from stopping the production. And when Orson Welles and the company left that night, the big, you know, uh, thing in Times Square that gives everyone the news, he saw Orson Welles calls pa- cars as panic throughout America. Like, he just saw that. And, like, he's like, oh, shit, I'm finished. My career's over. But... But good well, thing Americans are terrible people. Well, see, the thing was, though, the word, like, you know, outbreaks... We're not terrible is what you're supposed to say. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say that. Uh, though there were outbreaks of panic and all that throughout the country... Really, what, why this is still remembered and people still talk about it to this day is because the newspapers blew it out of proportion. Oh, and I don't know anything about that. <laughs> and the reason for this was because radio had hurt newspaper sales because it was now a medium where people can hear the news as it was happening. They didn't have to wait for all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so the newspapers were always on the lookout to see, find a way to try to damage radio's reputation to get people to stop listening to it so they would only listen to newspapers. And this was the perfect thing. They printed stories about chaos caused throughout the land for like days after this. Just story after story about all the people that got hurt, all the people that were outraged. And the, there, there was outrage. People did write in. There wasn't nearly as much outrage for that as like for other radio productions that have happened that have offended people. Because again, hardly anybody was listening. Um, so that's really why this whole thing is still remembered is because the, the newspapers took this as an opportunity to try to destroy radio, which is it didn't work. But... That's why it's still in the collective you unconscious. You gotta sell papers. You gotta, you gotta sell, sell the papers. You Otherwise, you're gonna make money. They're gonna fire you. And uh, and then and then Hitler even used this like it was so a big story. Hitler even used this as propaganda against America to basically like show how stupid how, we are. How, how stupid we are. How decadent we are to believe such fanciful stories. So that's like. But the thing is, it's just like once we get like 25 minutes into it, like. You're just like, how did any? How could anyone believe this was yeah. happening? Be, not mainly because like things were happening way too fast. Yeah, <laughs> like, and the, the, the time jumps. <laughs> the time jumps yeah. are crazy at one point. When the guy dies on air or disappears, yeah, like I imagine him taking off his headphones and tiptoeing backwards, <laughs> yeah. to exit the room. And you then really go, just want to watch people performing this radio yes. play live. I just wonder how they do it. <laughs> it's great because that's the thing. It's all it is all performed live, which yeah. is cool. And they were like having trouble 
Because the problem, they, the reason why they had arrived at how they presented it was because, like I said, the book is not very well, like, you can't translate it very well to radio. It's a very visual novel. So you just end up with people describing things for, like, almost an hour, which is not the most entertaining way of doing anything. Who directed it? Um, I believe it was Orson Welles. So he mapped it out with his big old brain. <laughs> yes, with his big old brain, he mapped it out. Um, I have to say, I was sort of into it. Like, I kind of liked it. Like, But I like listening to radio dramas. Like, I listen to BBC radio dramas all the time. Mm-hmm. So, and I thought this was, like, interesting. Like, for 38, like, even though stuff like this had been done before, like, presenting some a fake thing as real on the radio as, you know, for dramatic purposes, I thought it was pretty well done. All the performances were great. The original, the... First newscaster who goes on who dies in, in the first raid, he actually went back to listen to the Hindenburg disaster. The uh, the guy who did the Hindenburg disaster to get the tone he wanted for that. I mean, you know, I can see why it was a little frightening. Yeah. I, I mean, but, you know, it was intended to be frightening. Yeah, it's a, yeah it was a Halloween thing. And that's why I chose this uh, for this, because we're in the Halloween season now. October! That's the month that's Halloween. Stop looking at me. Okay. Um, the, um, and so now that, um, oh, quickly, uh, Dave, you were asleep for most of it. What did you think? Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you noticed. <laughs> he always notices. Yeah. That's why I didn't stay on the couch because yeah, I didn't fall asleep. Yeah, I, got really I always fall What you didn't see is I waved to Anthony while you were sleeping. I was like, check right out this at you. guy. Oh, he ratted me out. Yeah, you gotta wake up. It's good. I could see it being, you know, creepy back Shut in up. the 30s. Okay, so, um... <laughs> you were asleep! I know, but balls deep in the depression, like, fucks with people's heads. <laughs> balls... Don't ever say that again. <laughs> balls deep in the depression. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is why you don't get to get introduced at the front. You realize that, right? I know. Because she's just been blathering this whole time, but it's fine. But you say that. Ugh. Anyway, so I, <laughs> I brought this idea up because it was it's something we've never done before, but also it's the Halloween season. Now, let's, let's, I want to get into a sort of a Halloween-y discussion right now. <laughs> Don't ever say that! halloween <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh, cool. And storm clouds are moving in. This is great. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Do you guys consider aliens Halloween-y? At all. No. Yes. You do. Just because, you know, TV during Halloween, you know, shaped my ideas of mm-hmm. Halloween. And sure. There were, they, they showed alien stuff. They showed alien stuff. Like, and, like you know, Unsolved Mysteries was going on, sightings, Crank, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. and then Krang and Khan were a big thing with mm-hmm. the treehouse. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Krang and Kodos. Kodos, so, yeah. There you go. Krang and Kodos. But yeah, like, I was thinking about that. Like, aliens... They're, they have a weird... Or is it Khan and Kodos? I don't know. Kang. Kang? Kang and Kodos. Okay. They have a weird sort of thing where it's just like, more so than any of the other sort of monsters in air quotes, just like some people really think they're a good thing and then some people really think they're a bad thing. Um, so like, because there's not many people who like think, you know, vampires are great. Like they think they're great, but I don't think they're good. Like that's not the point of it. <laughs> what are you Actually, about? now 
you know, modern, like, romantic ideas about yeah. them have reshaped how we feel about them. Sure, but they still are, like, we still view them as monsters. You know what Not you necessarily. You don't think so? A lot of people want to fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm saying, no, yeah, I'm saying people want to fuck, fuck them. who? Wait, which guy? Who? Twilight guy. Oh, bitch. Uh. He's Batman now. No, a lot of people want to fuck a lot of... <laughs> He's a vampire Batman. Full <laughs> circle. A lot of... I wonder if he has glitter on his bat suit. Uh, I, I can't back this now. Oh. But a lot of people have always wanted to fuck vampires, and but sometimes because they're monsters. Like, the sexiness of vampires well, has nothing to do with the good or bad part of them. Um, You know, because, you know, early gothic... Like, the early gothic novels of vampires they were like sort of romantic yeah, in, in nature um i think the first time we got a sense of vampires being uh demonic in a way was through film yeah, through Nosferatu. definitely that's where like um, the, the monster vampire first came from but but you know we've kind of gone back to the romantic notion of them where they're handsome and good looking right. sure but my whole point is, like, aliens, like, where do they fit on, like, the sort they of scary... They are a year-round thing. It's not Halloween. See, that's what I was also thinking, the two. It's like, aliens are, like, a year-round concern. Halloween is dead monster. Or, like, a clown. Or, like, a, a, a TV killer monster. <laughs> or a, maybe just something cute, a like seven a foot cute tall baby. lizard man? That's all year-round, too. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I was just like I was trying to get people's like sense of that because like that was the thing like they are year round like they're they're not specific they're not like you don't like I don't know what to say like you don't see a lot of alien decorations on Halloween but they are you part of like you do you can but not as much as like spiders or ghosts. well the thing that was funny was when I was gonna do a themed picture for our logo and I didn't have time it was gonna involve a spaceship was it yeah huh I just I do I associate you know any type of monsters mm -hmm. with Halloween alien. yeah definitely I mean and but you know we certainly do have like the notions of like the good alien yeah, yeah. like in contact. Yeah. And Jodie Foster. Yeah, she's not an alien. Her dad was. Yes. No, he wasn't. I just remembered. No, he, he just was. came back in the the alien made himself the dad. Yeah, that, no, yeah, so her it'd dad be easier wasn't an alien for the whole time. Her to see and talk to. So Because it was really a monster. See? Contact did portray them as monsters. <laughs> we we're going to drive you to the hospital. <laughs> no, hear me out. Jodie Foster saw her dad because that's what image they portrayed because because she couldn't handle what they really look like or take them seriously. So they either looked really scary or just stupid looking. <laughs> or they were incomprehensible. I don't know what that word means. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> let's move on a bit. Um, so let's imagine now... San Antonio gets invaded by aliens. Mm-hmm. I'd survive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're out here trying to kill us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's a proposal I have 
as a way to fight the Martians. Uh, first of all, we don't have the technology. To no, fight but them. we got ten dollars and a Dollar Tree. No, but we have water guns and we have the San Antonio River. <laughs> They're not the aliens pull. from Signs. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the aliens from Signs. I'm talking about the bacteria. Oh, that's true. Of course, that's we'll how we kill the- them with our diseases. <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's what we'll do. But my plan, here's a plan I have, right? So we don't have a lot of technology to fight them, right? But what is what does San Antonio have a lot of besides water and disease? Tortillas? Accordions? Tacos. I have accordions on the brain. Say more things that San Antonio has. Mexicans. Cars? Family? A lot of tacos. Pregnant ladies. San Antonio has a Chudos. lot of ghosts and monsters. Oh, yeah, we do have a lot of ghosts and monsters. And what I'm saying is... I would have never got there, by the way. (laughs) Is we make the ghosts and monsters finally work for us. No. Yes. With what? Our machine that we've been working on for years? No, I'm saying some aliens get... Are we the government entity from Cabin in the Woods where we can just release them from different boxes? What I'm saying is a Martian ship gets a beat on you, right? Where am I going to go? Or some Martian shock troops come down. They're trying to shoot me, right? Where I'm going to head to? I'm going to head down to Donkey Lady Bridge. And who's going to take care of those Martians for me? Fucking axe-wielding Donkey Lady. She's going to butcher those fuckers and throw all their heads in her sack. We go- <laughs> I have a thought. Yes. You go to Donkey Lady Bridge, right? Yes. You get killed by Donkey Lady. <laughs> yeah. Is that <laughs> the thought? <laughs> You're like, I'm not going to die by aliens. And you go seek out the donkey lady like you always imagine. I just commit suicide by donkey lady. (laughs) You have like other people going to like the bathrooms. Bloody Mary, Bloody Bloody Mary. Mary. (laughs) It's so much easier and less scary to just shoot yourself Uh, at that point. But no, you don't want to do that. Why not? No, I don't want the donkey lady to kill me, but I'm saying like... Because I know the donkey ladies there are like, um, pivot. Are you the Kelp Arishna car yes, now? What yes, the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> Just like, I jump out of the way, I jump off the bridge into the water, and then a donkey lady and the Martians are all like, bah, 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 and they Is tri- there Mars attacks? Yes, <laughs> because they're trying to kill the donkey lady, and she's invincible. No one knows how to kill the donkey lady. You can't. Well, they you did. know, Rabbi. Or a priest for that. <laughs> Didn't they kill Which the donkey the lady? That's aren't. how she became the ghost. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's fucking invincible now. Mm. She can kill you. You can just, um, well, I actually don't know how useful the children of the tracks would be against the aliens. I guess I could push them. Because they're, like, benevolent. They're yeah. trying to save people, not kill people. Yeah. Midget I- Mansion. Which, I still don't understand what's going on there. They're just ghosts. Oh, okay. What uh, I'm saying. Also, the manger. I'm just saying, I think it would be a cool way to spend Halloween if the aliens did invade on Halloween, as happened in this, to use the ghosts of San Antonio. The thin veil between our world and, and the, the ghostly ro- realm. That's the movie we make. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Our little short film. Okay. Okay. Um, I have to say something. When you're saying children of the tracks, I was going to say cracks, but... Uh, I thought you were going to say of, of co- Children of the Corn. Is that the word? The movie? Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen the movie, but I just, it brought up this thought that I'm a, I've it's never gone scary. through a corn maze. Oh, 
And uh, I've never gone through a corn maze, and I'm afraid to, because they have large spiders, and then I don't know if there's, like, a scarecrow in there or some monster. It's a scarecrow. Why would you be afraid of it? Like a scary monster one or something else. Or if you go at night, there could be vampires. Well, I mean, you do know that one of our plans for an upcoming episode is... To go to a flea market, and during this time, that flea market has a corn maze. I saw that. They have, like, a fear factory, too. So, I think you just signed your own death warrant. We're making you go in that well, corn maze. Well, I'm not going to go by myself. Well, we'll go with you. Yeah, I'll go in the corn okay. maze. Anyway, last thing I wanted to say about aliens is It'll be that... like a threefer. A three things that we do that's new. Okay. Together. Okay. I just, the last thing I want to say about aliens is that I've always had a daydream of hanging a gray alien upside down and then using its head as a punching bag. Like one of those, boom, 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 yeah. boom, 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 boom. They have the Speed perfect bag. shape head for that sort of thing. And that's all I wanted to say about that. When you imagine aliens, though, do you imagine like the green it's always man? I always imagine the grays. It, grays are so... What are the grays? The grays are the gray body ones with the almond, big almond oh, black like eyes. Oh, like X-Files? And, yeah, the X-Files. Oh. Like, it's all... Like, I can't... When I imagine... Like, any other... It's so weird. Like, any other type of alien I try to imagine just seems dumb to me. Like, that's how much the pop culture has got into me. It's just like, no, the aliens are gray. That's what they look like. Any other type of different alien, they just like... I just think... I think it's because it's the simplicity of the design. Like, it's such a simple, like, design with, like, clear shapes and angles. And anytime you try to do anything more complicated, it just looks dumb to me. Like the shark from Jaws. Well, not the look, but the movie. Keep it simple, man. Keep it simple. Yes, you're right. The ethos of Jaws. Made it scarier. Applied to the aesthetics of aliens. Keep it simple. You're right. I guess it would... Did you, you see different aliens in your head? I see them all. They're all just all there waiting to, like... <laughs> to get you? Get me. Uh, mostly the alien movies, because that's what uh, scared me into... Xenomorph, right. That's what scared me from not becoming an astronaut. You know what was missing from War of the Worlds? The radio what? broadcast. Uh, yeah. Tom Cruise? Well, just generally. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it... I don't know about the book, because okay. I've never read it. But, um, basically, in most horror movies, as we realize... The big threat isn't the aliens themselves, it's other humans. And I guess that was kind of in there with that one crazy guy. Yeah, they do have that part with the crazy guy. And what then part? They, in the, what we just heard? Yeah. Yeah, remember when he's talking to that guy who's about, got the, like, we can be powerful. Oh, yeah, he basically is talking about creating a fascist society about this, around the survivors of Earth to overthrow everybody. And he all wanted strongmen and yes. that one guy to be the, the brains. Brain. Yeah, right. I'll be, yeah. Not too many I smart guys. Shot boys. You're right, yeah. <laughs> the, I've got the brains, you've got. They basically did that song just in the middle of that. Um, but um, wait, do you think that song was written because they just heard the the, the, no, the podcast? No. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right, Lala. Just agree with her, and we can move on. You're right. My <laughs> thoughts are valid thoughts. Your thoughts are. are valid thoughts. <laughs> Lala, I just when you picture aliens, what do you picture? Do you just picture the Greys, or what do you picture? Um. I don't picture humanoid aliens. Okay. I think nature would go in a completely different direction, yeah. and then it's possibly something that we couldn't really conceive of, like the blob. I like. I agree with that, like intellectually. But anytime we see a depiction of an alien, if it's not the gray, I just think, yeah, that's probably not right. Yeah, um, the stuff was terrestrial, right? It wasn't an alien. 
Uh, the stuff in, in the movie, the stuff, yeah, yeah. I think it came oh. from the middle of the earth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, the blob, basically. Yeah. It's just something amorphous yeah. without without definition. What do you think of when you think of aliens, there, Dave? Probably in the same realm of like a consciousness type thing that mm-hmm. they're past their bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Because Which that's how they travel scary. through space. Yeah, like they're done with like human like, forms or yeah, biology. Like, their technology is so beyond us because they actually visit to get over us. Here, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What if they aliens are just our future selves? That's a that's a way to think about that. Coming back from their destroyed future to harvest the healthy organs of the past. No, just to kind of warn us. Hey, we did it. We're cool. Why would they? Why they even told us anything? They haven't done. They. They're trying to. We keep killing them. <laughs> Send an email. <laughs> what, what is this? Give they, a pal a warning, you, huh? Yeah, exactly. Put that an email. You can put it That's in. That's so email. dangerous. Just with their technology, they can broadcast whenever they want. No, whatever. The, if, if aliens are visiting us, whatever they're doing, they're doing it in secret, and so it cannot be good. What if That's it's always like, been my feeling. What if it's like Terminator? Like they're not aliens. Yeah, but they're created like robots that people think they're aliens. I mean, maybe. We don't know. We just don't have enough information. We should have went to Area 51 a week ago. Nah, that's bullshit. There's nothing in it. I'll tell you this much. There's nothing in Area 51 anymore. No. It's all down. There's going to be like a low somewhere that underneath it, all the shit is actually at. Yeah, it's like all underneath the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. That huge bunker. Exactly. It's all there. Area 51 is just where all of our psych... They, where they have us putting all of our psychic energy about this. Probably... There's probably a crystal at the bottom a of dark Area crystal? 51. Yes. Where all of our psychic energy about all of this weird government shit is being fed and it's being stored and it's, gonna, it's power is, is immense at this point. And that's why Jim Henson is dead. Thank you. So, Lala, where can they reach us? If you want to counter our arguments about what aliens are or are not, you can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Usual People Pod. But if you, again, if you need to send us a fucking essay, mm-hmm. but you know, please don't <laughs> send it I'll to I'll read it. <laughs> I got nothing better to do. Usual.people.podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I won't read it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll read it. <laughs> um, so before we sign off, I just have uh, two questions. One, this is not for everybody here because nobody else has this problem, but this is a question that I want to send out to anybody who listens that may have a long beard. Uh, for all my long beard having friends, do you tuck your beard into your shirt when you eat soup? I just want to know if anyone else does that, because that's what I do. Why don't you just bring the bowl to your face? Why don't you get a hair Smoke. tie, man? What do you mean a hair tie? Just tie it up. No, I mean, just, just tuck it in my shirt, and I'm fine. Wait, why do you, like, are you afraid of dipping it in the bowl? I'm not afraid of anything, but <laughs> um, I'm just very, I'm a, I'm a very sloppy boy, and the soup gets in my beard, and my beard gets soupy. So wouldn't it just get on your shirt? Soupy yeah. beard. <laughs> I don't know. All of, all of a sudden, I just imagine someone with like a long beard and they're eating like a thing yeah, of like, like no, and like I bring the, the hair spoon. is like mixing with the noodles. The, and the other issue is that uh, I bring I don't bring the soup up to me. I bring the spoon up to me, and I have a shaky hand as well. Oh, so some of I've got fall. an invention for you. Is it the cure to it's Parkinson's? It's like a bowl slash tray chin strap. <laughs> You Wait, so like it sits on his shoulder? It sits on his chin. 
And it's like a dish How right under your mouth. How strong do you think my chin is? To be no, it's, it's a strap. Like, I guess similar to like what you would do the chin strap in the helmet of a football helmet. See, I was thinking oh. of like a tray that sits right here but rests on the shoulder and it has like a backpack strap that crosses around to like keep it. No, this one just goes like that. Like uh, like the de- like <laughs> go around animal your lector. face. Yeah, <laughs> except it's a dish. Well, both of you draw your plans for each of these devices. We'll put them on the... In I described it perfectly. <laughs> it doesn't need a picture. And the last question I have, do you think Halloween costume package models hang out at Spirit Halloween stores hoping to get recognized? Oh, I like the goth models. Well, yeah, but like, not here. No, not in San Antonio. <laughs> yeah, not here. They just, wherever the main, or the, you know, mm-hmm. wherever they are. Wherever the hot people actually are. Yeah. <laughs> It's I like, the, I like yeah. the ones that are all serious in a stupid costume. Yeah. Well, what I think is stupid. Like what? Like the goth people. <laughs> like I'm goth, but they look all like. Oh, and I they give know. you that hard look. Yeah, but then you look at their costume and you're like, why are you making that look? I've just always been fascinated with the world of Halloween costume models. Like, I'm, I want to know how that works because there are the sexy people, but then they also get like fat people too. Like, what's that like photo shoot day like? Like, well, you got a Hagrid, and then you got a sexy Mr. Rogers, and, like, what is that? I've just, I've just been fascinated What's by that. What's sexy Mr. Rogers? Like, I feel like I need to, like, think that out, because does he have, like, a crop top sweater? No, I've seen it. Yeah, it's a crop top sweater, cut low like that, uh-huh. uh, opens up like that, and then it's, like, those the pants are, like, cut off. So hot pants. The hot pants. Who are we hot talking pants. about? Sexy Mr. Rogers, and then the wig with the gray And then, like, a, a tie without a collar. Uh, no, they don't do that, but that would make that really good. Yeah. They oh, forgot about what a that. good costume would be would, uh, would be like a mix of Mr. Rogers and Castaway. Because they're both played by Tom Hanks. I think you're just talking about a homeless Mr. Rogers at that point. But you could like have a volleyball and it's his like, won't you be my neighbor? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye. See ya. What was I trying to think? Oh, like... Time. Oh!